Welcome back to another episode of the Full Court Pod. My name is David, and joining Ben and I today to talk all things NBA is our newest member, Josh. What's up, guys? What's up? We're good. All right, so let's start off today's episode by talking about the New York Knicks and their chances in the playoffs. As we all know, the Knicks have secured the fourth seed yesterday and will now be having home court advantage during the first round of the playoffs. So my question is, how far can the Knicks go in the playoffs? I mean... In my personal opinion, I'm never going to say. Me, I will never tell you that the Knicks are ever going to lose. Like, and I really think that the Knicks are going to win the championship. And don't ask me why, but I think it's going to happen. But if I was an objective fan, not a fan of any team, I would say that the Knicks are going as far as the second round because I think the Knicks should be able to beat the Hawks in, I would say, six games. And then the, the Sixers might be a, a bit of a tougher challenge in the second round, who they're most likely going to play. But I think anything is possible. But I think the second round is most likely as far as they're going to go. Yeah, for sure. I think the second round is definitely their ceiling. There's no chance that they could beat Philadelphia in a seven-game series. But I do think that they should be favored to beat the Hawks. They were 3-0 against Atlanta in the regular season, and they just showed that they were the better team against the Hawks throughout the season. But you don't know the Hawks. They're they're explosive. They could really score in bunches if they get hot. I think all three games that you guys played against them this season, they didn't have their entire lineup, and that includes both Trey and Bogdanovich. I feel like when the two of them play together, they're really hard to stop. So you just have to be able to, you know, not let them catch on fire. But if they do, watch out for that Hawks team because they they're really explosive. Right. Um, and I don't I honestly don't think like people understand how difficult it was to achieve the fourth seed. Many people thought that they wouldn't even make it to to the top six seeds and secure a playoff spot. But they proved this all wrong. And now they're a top four seed in the East and they have home court advantage during the first round of the playoffs, which is pretty remarkable. Just to think how a couple of years ago they'd even make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm, I'm super proud of them, man. Like like I know me and me and David as, as the Knicks fans over here, man. This was a long time coming. This is not like nine years in the making, bro. Like, this is really a, a crazy moment for, for the Knicks. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you want to ask your next question? Yeah, so let's get into it. So uh, talking a little bit about the seeding in each conference, let's go to the first seed. So we typically think of the first seed in each conference as the cream of the crop, the best of the best, the favorites to win the championship. But this season, we know we have the Sixers sitting atop the East and the Utah Jazz as the first seed in the Western Conference. Are these two teams the two weakest first seeds together that we've seen in recent memory? In my eyes, I feel like they are the weakest. Um, don't get me wrong, they're playing really great basketball, but history has shown us throughout the NBA that this is considered the weakest um, top seeds in both conferences, respectively, because um, the last couple of years it was the Bucks and um, the Cavs and the Warriors uh, at the top of the conferences and with a team like Utah who doesn't have that many stars but um, to, to see them at the top of the conference is just pretty shocking and um, with Philadelphia as well they trust the process and they took them, it, it took them a while to reach the top but definitely I would have to say that this is like the weakest conference for both sides. Maybe I think the combination of the Jazz and the Sixers could be seen as the weakest but I think in recent history, we have had a couple teams that are, in general, weaker than both of these teams separately. 
I think like the 2017 Boston Celtics are were not good at all. They were a one seed. They almost got swept in the first round by the eight seeded Bulls that year. That was, you know, obviously the magical playoff run that Isaiah Thomas had. But if if we remember, they they were really close to losing in the first round if Rajon Rondo for Chicago didn't get injured. And then you also look back at you mentioned the Bucks the last two years, especially last year really. Like we we saw them get embarrassed in the playoffs the last couple of years. So I don't think they were really all that good either. However, the combination, I think, because the other conference usually had a team like the Warriors and the Cavs, like, that was easily able to get to the finals or even win the championship, it kind of cancels out with the with how bad the other conference number one seed was. Like, mm-hmm. even with the Atlanta Hawks, back in the day when they won 60 games and they were the one seed, or the Raptors with LeBronto and they were the one seed. I don't think any of those teams are nearly as good as what Philly has now or what Utah has now. Well, but because say, the Warriors were always there. I mean, wouldn't you say that the reason why teams like the Atlanta Hawks or um, other teams in the East didn't perform at that high level because of LeBron? LeBron was mostly in the East and he basically took out all the, all the top seeds. Yeah, probably, you know, he did take out all the top seeds. But besides that, like, I personally just don't think that Hawks team was really that good or that Raptors team was really that good because they they struggled against other opponents too. Neither, none of those yeah. teams were simply that good. Like, even the Bucks, we saw them get embarrassed last year by Jimmy Butler, you know. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. With, with, with some of the teams that you mentioned, like the, the Hawks, the, the Isaiah Thomas-led Celtics. But I feel like at the same time, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Like the fact that they lost in the playoffs allows, allows us now to sit here and say that they were some of the worst first seeds. But I feel like going into the playoffs, like right now, without seeing what they've done in the playoffs, like I feel like this combination, maybe even individually, because we saw like the Bucks. We had high expectations for them as a first seed in the playoffs. And the same, I feel like the same can be said for the Isaiah Thomas Celtics as well. I know a lot of people had high expectations for them too. Um, I mean, at least the conference finals since LeBron was in that conference. But I feel like going into the playoffs, the Jazz and the Sixers, people don't really have so much of a high ceiling for them as they did for the other weak first seeds that you mentioned. So like, I feel like that's what kind of separates them. But I guess we're going to see what they're made of at the end of the day later on. Well, the Jazz can legitimately lose in the first round of the playoffs. Right, right. If they end up somehow playing the Lakers in the first round because of the playing tournament, they're screwed. They could they could realistically lose in the first round as a one seed. Right. And and and, and the Sixers, I feel like if the Wizards get the 8 spot, that might be a bit of a challenge. Not as bad as the Lakers in the West, but the Wizards have been kind of picking it up, so would you would you guys want the Lakers to lose that game against the Golden State Warriors to secure the eighth seed? Because if you think about it, if they secure the eighth seed, they they have a much easier path to the NBA Finals. Well, I think if the Lakers get eighth and they end up beating the Jazz in the first round, they'll probably have to meet the Clippers a little early. So, I mean, they'll probably have to meet them either way if, if we're being realistic. I don't see the Clippers losing to either the Mavericks or the Jazz. So, so, so if you were the Lakers, would you rather want to face the Suns in the first round and then maybe face uh, the Clippers 
or uh, not the Clippers, the Denver Nuggets in the second round? I really feel like they shouldn't mess around and lose any, anything on purpose because if they lose that game for the seventh spot, then they're really one game away from just not being in the playoffs. So I feel like it's too, too dangerous and too risky. They should just take the seventh spot if they can get it and, and just deal with it. You think LeBron will let that, though? I think so. Okay. All right. Um, Josh, do you want to ask your next question? Yeah, sure. So my question was that we've seen so far a few of the playoff matchups. We have the Heat versus the Milwaukee Bucks. We have the Knicks versus the Hawks. The Dallas Mavericks versus the Los Angeles Clippers. And the Denver Nuggets versus the Portland Trailblazers. Now, a lot of these matchups, three out of the four of them actually have been played before and are rematches. The Nuggets and Trailblazers, if you don't remember, played a seven-game series two seasons ago where the Blazers beat Denver in a very close game seven at Denver to win that series. We saw Miami beat Milwaukee in the bubble last season. And we also saw... Portland, I mean, we saw Dallas try their hardest without Porzingis last season in the bubble as well against the Clippers, but ultimately fell short in six. So my question is, out of those three series, which team has the highest chance of getting their revenge on the other team? The Dallas Mavericks, by far. Because now KP, he's healthy, and he's back in the lineup. And last year in the playoffs, in the bubble, they had a huge chance of taking um, taking – the Clippers to seven games if KP was healthy, but KP got injured and, and they eventually took the Clippers to six games, but uh, eventually would get eliminated. But now that I think KP is back, um, Luca is still performing at that high level, arguably even better than he did last season. So I feel like um, the Denver and the Dallas Mavericks do have a chance to upset the LA Clippers, but don't get me wrong though. I think Denver would probably get the revenge too on Portland but um, I feel like the Dallas Mavericks can give the Clippers a run for their money. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of would have to disagree. I think that the Mavericks have almost no chance of beating the Clippers. And that's not to say that they didn't do a decent job last season. Not, even, I, not even with KP? No. I, I mean, they, like, like obviously KP brings a lot to the team, but I feel like the Clippers, the Clippers are just too – are going to be too much for them. And, and, and even though – and even though they, they, were, uh, they played a six-game series last season, the Clippers also played seven games and lost to Denver. I feel like those kind of things are not going to happen again. Um, maybe they'll play six games again, but I, like, I really don't see the Clippers losing, especially the second time, the second season around with, with their squad. I feel like the best chance is probably the Nuggets. The Nuggets will probably have the best chance to get their revenge on the Blazers, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks win over the Heat as well. But then then again, the Nuggets are missing Jamal Murray, and they had Jamal Murray last year in the bubble. So technically, it's Damian Lillard versus Jokic. So it could be – it's a toss-up, but I think Denver will probably win that series. But I'm just saying that I feel like um, the the Mavs can give the Clippers a run for their money because the Clippers um, last season in the bubble, they didn't perform well at all. And we know that Paul George, he chokes in the playoffs, and I don't think it's going to be any different. Unless he proves me wrong, then it's a different story. And if KP can, can stay healthy and play for them, then I definitely think that um, they, can, they can definitely take over. I mean, well, I think the Clippers this year are definitely not going to collapse like they did last year. Maybe they lose, you know, a series, but 
definitely not in the way that they lost last year. I think last season was just embarrassing. And even Milwaukee losing to Miami was embarrassing. The only loss out of these that wasn't embarrassing that we mentioned was Denver losing to Portland two seasons ago. And I do think Denver, that's probably the best chance they have for revenge, I'd say, is Denver. Because even though they don't have Jamal Murray anymore, they've been really good since he's gotten hurt. They've actually gotten better since he's gotten hurt. Because Jokic has been, I think he's the MVP. I have Seth Curry at my number two. But besides the two of them, I don't think it's even close. The main reason why they got better because of Jamal Murray's absence is because Michael Porter Jr., he's playing at that high level. He's playing at a borderline all-star caliber level. He's never he's not been tested that much in the playoffs, so we'll see how they perform. But um but I, I guess you guys have a point too. Yeah, it pains me as a Heat fan, but I also think that Milwaukee's coming for their revenge this year. At, at first I was a little you know, Milwaukee actually did this to themselves, which is funny because on Saturday night, mm-hmm. Milwaukee played against Miami. And all Milwaukee had to do was rest their guys and let Miami win, and then they would have ended up facing the Knicks in the first round. I know. I was so scared, bro. I honestly thought. I was like, please, the Bucs have to win that game because I'm not but, – I, I don't want the Heat or the Bucks facing my New York Knicks, and I was so happy that the Bucs beat the yeah. Heat. The Bucks well, the yeah. Game. But the funny thing is, Jimmy Butler did not play that game. And if you go back to the last two seasons, Jimmy Butler has never played a regular season game against the Bucks. Yeah, but do you think that the Bucks they kind of want the revenge from last season? And they want to be like, you know what, we can beat this team. Well, the thing is, they tried to beat the Heat on Saturday and then went out because they thought they could possibly get the two seed. But in order for them to get the two seed, they needed Brooklyn to lose to Chicago or Cleveland, and obviously they weren't going to lose one of those games. All they had to do was rest their guys, and they'd end up playing a team, in my opinion, that's not as good as the Heat, which is the Knicks, and they have they don't have the playoff experience. I mean, I don't want to sound like a hater, but <laughs> the Heat just the Heat just beat them last year. I feel like they they're setting themselves up for it, like they literally did it to themselves. That's true. I mean, I feel like, though, this time around, it is, it's going to be a good series. I, like, I feel like these teams know each other a little bit. It might be seven games. Who knows? I think it's going to be interesting. Right. Um, okay, so now let's move on to the overall playoff bracket. In your opinion, which two teams in both the East and West have the hardest path to the NBA Finals? Ooh, this is, this is a tough question because I feel like typically we expect the lower seeds to have a tougher, tougher path to the NBA Finals. Exactly. I'm just going to assume that some of them won't make it. But at the same time, some of the higher seats have a really hard path. But it kind of depends on where the plane falls. For example, if the Lakers fall at eighth, the Utah Jazz will have an absolutely screwed path to the finals. So screwed as the first seed. They'll have to play the Lakers in the first round. If they miraculously win, Clippers in the second round. Oh, my gosh. You just played the two top favorites to win the championship. And then to top it all off, they'll probably have to play either the, the Suns or whoever it is, the Nuggets, who's the, the second and third seed. It's absolutely ridiculous. If, the, if that scenario plays out, the Jazz by far will have the hardest path to the finals. Yeah, I mean, that, that's really tough. But I think on the Eastern side, I know we just talked about it, but I think the winner of the Miami-Milwaukee series has by far the toughest 
path to the NBA Finals because, I mean, if you're Milwaukee, you have to play against the team that embarrassed you last year. <laughs> then if you win that, you have to play against the Brooklyn Nets. That, that in itself is already the tallest task you could ask for because they, they're the overwhelming favorites. And then if you get past Brooklyn, you play against Philly. And Philly is – I think Philly's a little underrated. They're, I know their, their style of play isn't necessarily right for the playoffs, which is my only concern with them. But if they can figure it out, they're going to be really hard to beat. So you have those three teams and then obviously whoever comes out of the West. Like there's no – most contenders have like an easy first round or like they use the first round to just get their feet warm, right. you know, but – I feel like it's not going to be an easy series. They could realistically lose in the first round to Miami again. And like you said, Utah could really realistically lose in the first round to the Lakers. Maybe even the Warriors too if Steph Curry catches fire. You never know. Yeah, um, I have to agree with Josh 100%. I also think that the Bucks or the Heat have the hardest path to the NBA Finals. Whoever wins that game would have to face the Brooklyn Nets and then most likely um, Philly. And then if they win that game, they go into the – into the finals, but but definitely that's true. Um, did you guys see the Brooklyn Cavs game the other day? No. No, you didn't see it. So there was this one play where the ball was going out of the bounds, and this Cavs player he threw it back. Blake Griffin caught it. He did this sick behind the back pass. Uh, Kyrie caught it. He passed it to Mike James. Mike James threw it off the window, and KD flushed it. And when KD was like dapping up his teammates and like getting excited over the play. He dapped up this guy named Mike James. And I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? I was like, what the hell? I was like, who's this guy? So I decided to do my research, and he actually played in the EuroLeague. He's nice. He's nice. He's really nice. He played in the EuroLeague, and he's one of their uh, leading scorers. And yeah. he played in Russia. And I was like, whoa, this guy can play. He even played in the NBA a few years ago. Cleveland, was, right? Yeah, played in Cleveland. He played in Cleveland, and I think he played with the he Pelicans. He played in Phoenix. And yeah, Pelicans, yeah. Yeah. And I like, remember Whoa. he tried to dunk on Hassan Whiteside and he got his shit sent back. Bro, but he crossed this like uh, the other day they played um, oh, yeah, I saw and he, uh, the Bulls and he crossed the guy and he fell on the floor. This guy got talent. But yeah. I was really shocked. I was like, who the fuck is he? Yeah, well, Mike James, I, I've seen him like uh, I've seen a couple clips of him on YouTube, like kind of like uh, working out because I know this guy could hoop. Like whenever the Nets signed him, I was like, okay, like, People might sleep on him, but but I know he has he has some game, and you know who knows, man. Like in the playoffs, it's these, it's this, it's the it's the playoff stage that makes reserve uh, bench players really step up their game. We saw that with Terry Rozier uh, a, a a while back, Bismack Biyombo even. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see some big time stuff from him. You know, yeah, for sure. Um, let's take a quick break, and when we return, we'll talk about the play-in tournament. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Full Court Podcast. In the second half of today's episode, we're going to be talking about the play-in tournament and what, and what that entails for the playoff picture. So yesterday, we, f- we saw the last slew of NBA games played. All of the standings are set. Now all that's left is for the play-in tournament to decide the 7th and 8th seeds in each conference. So currently in the Eastern Conference, Boston and Washington will be playing each other for the seventh seed with Boston at seventh and Washington at eighth. And then Indiana and Charlotte will be playing each other and then play the loser of the Boston and Washington game for the eighth seed. In the West, 
we have the Lakers and Warriors playing for the seventh seed. And then the loser of that will play the winner of Memphis and San Antonio for the eighth. So, guys, what do you think is going to happen in this year's playing tournament? Well, to start off, I'm honestly very upset with the Charlotte Hornets. They could have secured the eighth seed if they won yesterday's game. And they just, I think they lost a couple games in a row, which is really upsetting. Now they have to uh, face the Pacers, and whoever wins that game gets a chance to play for the eighth seed. Um, what interests me the most is the Warriors-Lakers game. I think that's the most important game in the play-in tournament because whoever wins that game would secure the seventh seed, and most likely they're going to face the, um, the Phoenix Suns. And you never know. The Lakers could still have a chance to get eliminated and not even make the playoffs, which is really scary for them. So we'll have to see how that goes, but I'm really excited for the play-in tournament this season. Yeah, I think the Western Conference play-in is a little more predictable. I think regardless of who wins the Lakers-Warriors game, um, the loser of that game will come out on top against either the Spurs or the Grizzlies. So I think the the seven and eight seeds currently, the Lakers and the Warriors, will be making the playoffs. It's just a matter of who gets Utah and who gets Phoenix. Um, I think in the East, though, like you said, Charlotte, they, they really blew their lead. They had a they had a considerable advantage on that eight seed ahead of, you know, Washington and Indiana. And then these last couple of weeks, they just kept losing and losing. And I know that they've had, they've been decimated with injuries. They haven't had Gordon Hayward the last two months, but I mean, they, you saw that, that Knicks game on Saturday, that was a really important game for them because if the Knicks lost that, they would have been the sixth seed. And if Charlotte lost that, they fall to the 10 seed, which they're in now. So. That, that overtime loss really, really hurt them. But I think as for the playing games, my picks, I think that Washington has just been so hot lately. I think they beat Boston, especially since Boston. Um, they're, they're just really weird with, like, their injuries, like Kemba, Marcus Smart. Like, Jaylen I don't Brown. know if they could come back and play 40 minutes, if you know what I mean. I don't know if Kemba Walker's body can handle 40 minutes of playoff-style basketball right now. And then for the Indiana-Charlotte game, it's honestly a toss-up. I think if Indiana gets Brogdon back for the game, then Indiana will win that game. And then Indiana-Boston will be close. But if they have their full squad, I think Indiana wins that as well. Um. Yeah, I mean, I would have to agree with you guys for the Western Conference. I think. Um, yeah, no matter who loses um, out of the Lakers and Warriors, they're taking the eighth spot. They will beat the winner of Memphis and San Antonio. No, no, I, well, I didn't say that. I think that if if the Grizzlies beat the Spurs and the uh, Lakers lose to the Warriors, I don't think the Lakers are going to sneak into that eighth seed. I think oh, the Grizzlies, oh, yeah, oh. I'm making a big prediction here, but you heard it here oh, first. Okay. That's a hot take. Okay, got it's you. It's a very hot take, but – I feel like if the Grizzlies can take the Spurs, they're hungry, especially with last season. They, they, they had a chance to make it to the eighth seed, but Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers took them out, and they understand how, how important this game is. And LeBron and AD, they're just coming off of an injury. So, yeah, they performed really well, but I, I still feel like the Grizzlies can, can sneak a game out of them. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's a take to remember. But I still think, though, I mean, look, 
I think the Lakers will win against the Warriors, and we're not going to even have to get that far. And then I, I, I feel like the, I feel like the Warriors will take whoever wins out of Memphis and San Antonio. I think Memphis will beat San Antonio, but I think the Warriors will take them out. I mean, who knows? Like anything is possible. I'm, I'm not ruling anything out, but that, that's why I feel like it's going to go in the, in the West and in the East. Uh, I think Washington is taking the seventh spot, and I think Boston will take the eighth spot. Yeah, it's just uh, and, and and Indiana will be will will beat Charlotte, but I think Boston will beat Indiana. Who do you guys think will be in the NBA Finals? Well, I'm going to start off by just saying, out of the East, it has to be the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think there's any other reasonable pick there. Like, if, assuming everybody's healthy, I don't think the Nets lose to anybody. I think maybe they could be taken to six, but they're not. I can't see them losing a seven-game series in the Eastern Conference. And then, then you go to the West, which is probably really tricky. I've been saying the Clippers all year. If we get regular season Paul George in the playoffs, I think the Clippers. My mom agrees. I'm confident in them this year. I think they they have eight players that shoot over 40% from three. I really like them this year. I don't see what I saw in the Lakers last year, what I do this in, like this season. And then, you know, Portland, Dallas, Denver, I think they're all around the same tier. They're just – they're like the – they're like tier B of the Western Conference. And then the only other contenders I'd say are like Phoenix and Utah. I don't think Phoenix is ready yet. And Utah is a little shaky with their health concerns right now with Donovan Mitchell. So, I, I have to go with the Clippers. My mom agrees with you 100% because um, I made a bet with her. And I was like, Mom, who do you think is going to win the NBA Finals? And she said the Clippers. And I don't even know how she got the Clippers in her head, but she chose the Clippers. Um, I have to agree with you, though. I feel like the Brooklyn Nets must come out of the East. If they don't, um, it's kind of upsetting. They formed the big three with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. And now that they're all, they're all playing uh, on the court together as a unit, uh, I expect them to, to come out of the East uh, single-handedly very easily, too. Um, they could sweep every opponent. opponent. Maybe not Philly. Maybe they take the take it the six games, but they should come out of the East. And with the West, you are right. It's a little bit tricky. Um, it's so hard to make my predictions on the West. But if I had to say, I would probably go with. Damn, I don't even know. I can't even make a prediction right now. I don't know. I don't know about the West. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. In my in my opinion. I mean, I think we, I, I think we're all agreeing on the East. I feel like if the Knicks aren't coming out, then it's gonna be the Nets. I'm just kidding. It's gonna be the Nets. Yeah. So the, we're gonna have the Nets coming out of the East, like you said. They might end up sweeping a lot of people. They might end up sweeping Philly too. Like who knows? Because we haven't really seen our three Nets All Stars play so much together. And if they really start clicking, it might be big trouble for everybody. So. You know, who knows? Sweep five games. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens. In the West, you guys are both right. It's going to be – it's really hard to predict. Um, but the Lakers are my pick in the beginning, and they're still my pick now. I feel like even though the Lakers might have a tough time getting to where they need to be in the NBA Finals, they have to beat a lot of top seeds from their low seventh or eighth spot, which they don't even have yet, mind, mind you. So – I still think it's going to be the Lakers. But I, I will say, like, in the Western Conference finals, not the finals itself, I feel like the Jazz will have one of the, one of the 
one of the spots in the Western Conference Finals. I agree. If I were to pick now, I would go with Jazz Clippers as my Western Conference Finals, for That's sure. Because they're going to have to play in the second round, though, right? Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. I think... Mm, then I think I think that would really be the, the Western Conference Finals, though that second round, um, that second round matchup. I think either of them could beat Phoenix relatively easily, and honestly, I think they could both take the Lakers too. And then obviously Portland or Denver, whoever wins that series. Um, is there anything else you guys want to touch upon? No, we're good. Yep, I think we covered it all. All right, so that's going to conclude today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. If you liked today's episode, make sure you guys follow us on social media, SYG David, Bodacious Ben, Josh Greenberg. Make sure to share this with your friends, and um, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.